Thanks, fellas. Amen, amen. Ain't good. One other little side note, man, is a crazy bunch of folks that hang out and throw money in a bucket. Last week, $5,000 went out locally and globally to help meet Tanner. But yeah, that is a woo-woo. That's a big-time woo-woo. There is no, uh, there's no, uh, there's really no budgets here. The really only hard cost, cost we have is the building the, uh, each week and website stuff and some other little tidbit stuff. So 85, 90% of everything that comes in gets to flow right back out. And you're the ones that, there's no committees. It's whoever shows up that night determines where it goes. And uh, it's crazy fun. <laughs> it's crazy fun. Hey, it's only 140 days till Christmas. Did you know that? <laughs> That's a big deal. Wow. I love Christmas. I got Bing Crosby queued up at all times. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. 90 days till Halloween. Here's a biggie. Just a little under 30 days till MT football. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Just saying. Fresh starts. Don't we love them? And so if Christmas is only about 140 days, then 2017 is right around the corner. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. So what is it about a Monday. If you're anything like me, it was always Monday, man. I'm going to start Monday. <laughs> I'm going to start at the, after this holiday. I'm going to start. But there's something about a mulligan, a do-over, a fresh start that just empowers us, doesn't it? And so I just love these words. This is, you don't have to climb over there yet. This is out of Psalm 51. This is David, King David, the one that Jesus came through his line. And this is him. And I love the message how it says, God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. That's, that's King David. Start in me. Fresh start. Genesis week from the chaos in my life. Or the New Living Testament reads, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. So here's a guy that if you know anything about him, did create a lot of his own chaos. And we don't have the time in this setting to go into all of his crazy. But here's a guy that's writing and he's talking to God and he's saying, Lord, Father, create in me the loyal spirit within me. Give me a fresh start. And so, like his life, all of our lives get a little crazy as well, right? Especially... Whenever we've been raised a particular way, or we've been taught a particular pattern, especially for the kids, I mean, it's back to school time. And gangs are going back to universities. For some, you're going into university for the very first time. Some are transitioning out of elementary to middle. Some are transitioning from middle to high school. Teachers getting a fresh start. Administrators getting a fresh start. And sometimes whenever you go into a setting and you hit a particular city and you've been equipped with what you believe is the way to live life and then you get on that particular city or you get on that particular campus and you start to see that people are adamant in thinking in a way that you're not. 
And deep, deep down, they want to know why you believe what you believe and when did you start believing that? And when did you start believing so and so? And if you've been taught in a way that I believe most of Christendom has been taught for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, is that you've been taught the answer, but you've not ever been allowed to communicate why you believe that answer. Hence, that's why we always look underneath the hood. With you being a warrior, you have to be equipped to be able to say why behind your answer. Because you will be challenged in it. And so in here, it's the safe place to be able to say, you know, I'm not really quite sure. And Deb and I get to live a ton of life with folks, gang, that really don't understand why they said yes to Jesus. Man, we love those moments. Because I was one. That I just said it out of rote, but I was always around people that it was safe to say that and no one ever challenged it. Then when you get out in the world and you start to spout out what you believe and then people say, well, why do you believe Him? It'll get you stuttering. <laughs> uh, can I get back to you on that one? And the answer to that is yes. And so what happens is that when you get into a place like that, and I have permission from Spencer, I just love this past week that I've asked people over the past couple of weeks, you know, what's the biggest hurdle for you in your life? What, what do you think is the biggest deal that when you're living life? And man, it was all over the page. You know, it's, it's acceptance, it's pride, it's rejection, it's anxiety, it's desires. But one of the biggest that I kept hearing from most folks is that it's is that you believe that you're supposed to live in this one particular way, and when you get there, it gets so challenged that it makes you to start to take pause and hit the refresh button. And there's nothing wrong with that, gang. Is that when you get through that, you will be stronger. And that when you're challenging the very thing, the very foundation of what you believe, and you start stripping that away and start finding out what does that tangibly look like for me when I'm at Rhodes? What does that look like for me when I walk onto MTSU campus? And I'm wanting to love and be with folks, but the biggest thing is, is I've got to know how to receive love and know that the thing is that it's okay for chaos to be in your life. The thing that's not okay is to pretend that you don't have chaos. Did everyone hear that? And then that what happens to us a lot of times in this thing in Christian? How's things going, Bibo? Oh, they're really good. Whew, boy, they're really good. The Lord is really blessing me right now. You know, we said we come out with the cliches. And maybe He is. But what about those times when it's not? Like when I'm with David and going, Lord, create a Genesis week in me. Renew this loyal spirit within me. I can relate. So could Paul. So could Peter. So here is where I do want you to turn. Paul's the first one. It's in 1 Corinthians. It's in chapter 10. So if you've got a screen, go to it. It's going to be 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And the thing I love about David is that he's writing... And he's writing a lot about himself and he's not holding anything back. 
I've tried to journal before. I'm the worst journaler ever. Journaler? I can't. That's kind of hard for me to say. It's got an R in it. I don't write down things very well. I love to type them out. But I found myself at times hedging what I was going to write. I was going, what if Gully and ML see this? What if, what if my bride sees this? So do you see how and what we do? Even in those soft, tender moments that we're trying to protect something or someone instead of just going, God already knows you. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So let's undo ourselves like David did. Father, loyal spirit within me. Teach me, Lord. What's the next step? So David always went back to his mooring of God. So did Paul. So did Peter. Let's look what Paul says here just for a second. We, if you've been with us any at all, we've been hanging out with this bunch of folks that live in Corinth and we're going back a few chapters to where we've been. And Paul is talking to this group and they look an awful lot like us. And so then verse 13, he says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. That also means He's not going to allow it to be more than what you can bear. And I love this. Do all your translations say when? Does anyone have one that says maybe? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. So He's saying He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And so it says when you are tempted, He will show you a way out. He will show you a way to escape so that you can endure. And so, when you unpack temptations there just for a little bit, what He's saying is He's saying, look, there's nothing that's going to test your integrity. There's no attempt at your fidelity. There's no attempt to entice you with any type of pleasure that others haven't experienced that others aren't already experiencing. And yet we sit in our silence a lot because we think we're the only ones going through it. Is anyone like that? So we, that's the number one thing we can release is that He's going, look, everyone, it's no different. But I love how He says, God will show you a way out. He'll show you a way to escape so that you can endure. And he's also saying that there's this mental state in this temptation that you're being offered this pleasure. What's yours? You don't have to say it out loud. But what's yours? What's the one thing you wish that you would just get rid of? That you go, really? This is showing up again? Are you kidding me? Why does this keep coming on my radar screen? I'm tired of this coming. And so the thing is, is going... Whatever it is that you think that that's going to please you that is not beneficial, you have a way out. God is a promise keeper. And so the things that I look back in my life and go, dang, there were some crazy things that I did. And when I look at it, gang, I always had a way out and I chose not to take it. And the way out is self-control and no. Is that we know that that doesn't feed that we know that God is the one that feeds us. 
And so here's some crazy, crazy news. I mean, this is, it's, it's crazy. You ready? And so Paul is saying, look, there, it doesn't matter what life throws to you, God's going to give you a way out to hit the refresh button. To give you a fresh start. Always. I just got to be looking for it. Here's the great news. Turn over, one of the things, turn over to James real quick because a lot of times we'll, we'll get a little confused about the source of a temptation. Right? We'll, get, we'll start to you know, get a little confused about why things are coming in. It's life, gang. Release that. I can save you tons of mental energy if you will release trying to figure out what God is in and what God is not in and, and, and you will be a lot smoother in your mental energy. God is sovereign over everything. It just said, it says that when the temptation comes, you're not going to have more than you can bear. Look who's not the source. It's in James chapter 1. It's in verse 13. So when the adversity hits, when the attempt at your integrity hits, when the attempt at your fidelity hits, when the mental state of being enticed of offering any kind of pleasure hits, that's what we've just been talking about, no one should say that God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does He, att- nor does he tempt anyone. He defeated evil, gang, yeah. through Jesus Christ and His resurrection. You don't believe old Bivo? I got greater news for you. It's in the book. So that's where we're going. You will want to strap in on this one. Second Peter. Second Peter chapter one. With technology you miss a lot of the pages turning, don't you? You just go to the screen. It's cool. 2 Peter chapter 1. Here comes the how. Life is hit. You've got yours on your radar screen, the whatever the temptation are. It can be different all the time. Whatever hits you today may be different tomorrow. So we found that the source is the enemy. We've just reminded ourselves that the enemy has been defeated, yet you still have to engage in the battle. You've got to really hear that one, gang. You still have to engage in the battle and let the enemy know who your conqueror is. And that's Jesus Christ within us. And at the sound of Jesus' name, the enemy has to flee. That's part of your refresh button. Here it is, Second Peter. You remember Peter, how crazy this guy was that did things on his own power? Lord, no, I'll die with you. Remember him? He said that, and then at the sound of the girl saying three times, and he and, and God told Jesus told him, said, You're gonna run, you're gonna run so fast, you, you're gonna you're gonna beat the Olympians. You could absolutely beat them in the hundred. And he goes, No, I'll die with you. Pride came in on Peter. It's a temptation. It was a pleasure. He thought he, was, he thought he was standing there with the Lord. And he says, no, you're... but here he is. He's got a new source now. Peter's understanding that he's a new man, that he has this new source. He has a new driver in the seat. And listen to what he says, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, by His divine power, it's one of our favorite words here, dunamis. 
God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. How much? Everything. What's lacking? Nothing. Wait a minute. Right, come on. Are you sure? Everything. What does that mean for you? Man, is anybody like me that I continue to ask God to get me out of the chaos? And God's whispering, I've already given it to you. You already have it, Bivo. Believe. Bivo, you already have it. You can run with me. I'm in you. You're a portable, holy temple of dunamis resurrection power. God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him. If someone came up and asked you, how do I get to know Jesus? How do I get to know God? What would be your first thing that you would tell them? Amen. You gotta be you gotta be ready for that one. And I love that because that's what these guys had to do. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his look, gang, his divine nature. When, when we say yes to Jesus, our nature starts to change. You're bent. He gives you a certain passion and now He's saying that passion that I have blown into you on purpose is now for Me. You roll with Me through your passion. Christ in us is His nature. And so when we block that, whenever we start to block that down, we're blocking Him flowing out to others. It's His divine nature. It's His divine power. We're not doing any of it, gang. But He does need vessels. Hence, that's why you have a birthday. You have a born on date. <laughs> and at that moment, He plucked you out of eternity and said, I need you for this moment, for this season, for this lifetime. Because I want you to share my divine nature with others. These are the promises that enable you to share in His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by what? Human desires. Temptations. And so what that means that when we're sharing, gang, you ever heard of this old word, partakers? It means you're yoked with Him and He with you. It means you're partners means your comrades. It's one of Jordan's favorite words. Koinonia. You're in constant fellowship with Jesus. How many of us ever think that you had to get right with God? How many of you? And so even in that, you have to dissect that and go, when does He ever leave you? Never. So if that's a promise, then what is it about you that has to get right with Him who's already made you right and given you His divine nature? You can release that one, gang. Because what that does is it puts us on the bench. 
I just got to get right with God. And all you're doing in that moment is putting yourself on the bench and He's going, man, I emptied the tomb so you'd never even look at the bench again. It's my nature running through you. Let's go. Live out your passion. I know you're being tempted, but I'm stronger than the temptation. Let me be your pleasure. Let me be the one to fill you up. Well, how? But see, that's what happens to us a lot of times. We're told all of this. And we're never taught how. I got a how for you. Anybody ever see the button on your computer screen? Up in the top, most of them are in the top left hand corner and the refresh button. I don't know if we got yeah, that right there. You ever see that? Listen to what the definition of the... This is from the Computer World Glossary. I footnoted it in everything. It refers to the renewal of the screen content as the refresh rate is increased, the image becomes clearer. Alright, so hang on just for a second. World hits you. We're like David. Chaos is hit. I'm all over the place in my thought process. Stop, drop, hit, refresh. And so just like this computer, it's going into the inside. It's going into, this is no telehoma term, it's going into the innards. <laughs> it's going into the bowel system. It's going into the guts and going, let me dross up a clearer image for you, Bibbo. Let me dross up who I am in you in this moment. Hit refresh. And then you'll start to see that the Him in you will start coming out. How often do I do that? Constantly. When will I ever get to stop? When Jesus comes. You are complete in Him, but the world still moans until He comes and restores everything here. So will there never not be a battle? Nope. Not if you're living wide open. Not if you're living raw, honest life. It'll be an awful lot like the boys in the book. So like the computer, continue to hit refresh. Who do I share this with? Whoever you feel safe with. How often? All the time. Then you'll be living out the words in Galatians. Share your burdens with others. Thus fulfill the law of Christ. And you know what Christ's law is? Come on, this is a softball. That's it. That's it. So I can walk on any campus with that. I can walk in any schoolroom with that. I can walk into any office building with that. That if my only role in this life is to believe that the divine nature of Him is flowing through me, and when I start to forget that, I hit refresh. I keep hitting refresh. I keep hitting refresh. And I love whoever He's placed in me with wide open honesty. So the things that roll through us like stress and anxiety and doubt and fear and rejection and pride and acceptance. How often have you hit reset on that? How often have you hit refresh? 
That's why he said he would never leave us. That's the promise of him. So in this week, here's all I'm asking you to do. In this week, wherever you go, you hit refresh often. Whenever you start to feel yourself stopping, you hit refresh. And you keep going. You keep going with the God says within you. Hit refresh. And then let those things start to die down. Bring someone else in. Let them learn how to help you hit refresh. Y'all with me? Father, I thank You. I thank You that in this room full of warriors, they understand and know how to hit refresh. That, Father, that You equipped us with Yourself, knowing that when You said, I have to send a helper, that it's our acceptance and knowing that You flow through us is what changes our culture. Father, we have folks that we're uniting with all over the city that are helping folks in every socioeconomic part of their life. Father, continue that we would continue to be uniters. Father, that we would continue to understand that we have been given everything by Your divine power. Father, that we are equipped and that we get to learn how to let You flow through us together.